Yep, glad y'all could join us here today on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast. Here we share stories from the road on our two-wheeled motorcycle machines. All tales of spills, thrills, and chills. The good, bad, and ugly. Today we're pretty excited. We've got one Mr. Steve Edgar sitting in the studio with us. Who's that? Stick around, find out. I'm your host, Bob Marshall. And I'm your co-host, Brian Phillipson. You can find us on AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. Listen to the American Roadrunner podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify. We also have a really cool American Roadrunner Songs from the Road playlist, some songs featured in the book American Roadrunner by Bob Marshall. Yep, you can check that out on YouTube. It's a lot of fun putting that together as well as Spotify. Find the list of songs from the road. Today is going to be pretty darn exciting. Although I get pretty darn exciting every time we're doing this podcasting bit. We have in studio with us one Mr. Steve Edgar. You may uh, know him simply as... Jerk. That's great. (laughs) Uh, You may know Steve from Speed King Cycle. Steve, welcome. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I think it's the right thing to say at that point. If you'd like. You can say whatever (laughs) you want. That's the best part about having an e-rated podcast well no i appreciate you guys having me i'm i'm ready to talk some talk and drink some more coffee yeah we offered coffee my coffee maker gets quite the use so i keep her tuned up and lubed up and ready to go so. and the restroom gets just as much use after that coffee maker. yeah that's true yeah that's true it it's all good works that they're well. right close by right <laughs> there's like 28 <laughs> feet between them what they're all in the same house i reckon Yes, we do record said podcast in my living room. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> living room studio. Living room slash studio. Well, my grandmother's dining room table anyways. <laughs> so, Hesperia, California, we hear, is where you started. Now you're hanging out in Riverside. But you started out in, up in Hesperia. Yeah, I was uh, essentially born and raised in Hesperia. Um, but not really born there. I was born in Upland. Okay. But uh, moved to Hesperia when I was young. Um, been there. I think when I was two years old, till I was 30. Um, thir- no, maybe like 33, something like that. Quite a trek, and this is where you started a little addiction of two wheels. Yeah, yeah, grew up riding dirt bikes, um, kind of what you did in Asperia. You either did meth or dirt bikes, one or the other. I'm I glad. chose the chose the latter on that one. Yeah, you and still have all your teeth, we believe you. I'm missing one, but it's in the back. Oh, but actually, good. I'm not missing to my pocket. Right. <laughs> you guys keep I'm it joking, handy. Though. No, I think you're very <laughs> real. Is this a keychain or something? This, this no, hold on. Now, now I gotta find it. So I, okay. I carry, for those I of you who can't random see, stuff in my pocket because this is a podcast. He just pulled out some dice. Now I got from this in there. Though. A pile of cash. Yeah, some, a big pile of cash. Uh, Bob's road bomb. It's all ones. Though. We'll I was gonna to go to the strip club after. Nice. <laughs> We're going to the this strip club. This is uh, my grandpa's pocket knife. Nice. Nice. I don't, I don't carry a big tough guy knife. I got. I just got that little. My grandpa used to collect those, so I have a whole bunch of them too. Oh, was that your tooth? No. <laughs> something just oh, hit no. the floor. More dice. I carry that. I would not want to play craps oh, with yeah. you because something tells me. Well, these are CLR dice, so these are fun dice. Nice. I don't know how to play craps. I want to learn to play craps. Well, but maybe. it's it's uh, I've only played it once. Once you hit forty, you know, it's yeah. that one thing I just can't grab. There it is. I found it. So That's there's my great. tooth. That's great. 
Wow. Holy heck, that's a meaty fucker. Yeah, and they had to pull it out of my skull. You got like six roots in that bag. So I kept it. I didn't feel it was right for the dentist to keep it. Did you have to like treat it or anything to keep it? No, I just put it in my pocket that day and it's been in there ever since. Wow. I would think it'd break or something with your keys hitting it or something. And I pull it out from time to time because people think I'm joking. No, that's, that's wonderful. That's a very good conversation <laughs> piece. It's a lot better than my two-headed coin. So every once in a while, on, on, on you know how people do that pocket dump on Instagram, right? Right. I'll do that, and you know I don't carry anything cool. <laughs> so then people go, "Is that a fucking tooth?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's my tooth. My tooth." That's killer. It'd <laughs> be better killer. if you said it, it was the other guy's tooth. It, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should try to get somebody else's tooth and put it with my tooth. Or just claim you're the tooth fairy. <laughs> I bet you we know someone who could machine a nice little hole through that if you wanted to make a necklace. It's already that was where the cavity was. Oh right, that, okay. that's why they took the tooth. Mm. That's great. Very large cavity. My wisdom tooth pressed against it for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It adds up. I've got a few of those. I've yeah. got a sweet tooth. Ever since I stopped drinking, I've gotten a sweet tooth, and boy, is it gonna pay dearly in another couple of years see i've never kept i've got like five fake teeth just from like fist fighting as a kid yeah <laughs> like uh, i still have a dead one up front that's darker and i, just I got a half a tooth it. up front i got knocked out the beer bottle not in a fight nothing mm. not a cool story like that kind of a cool story because it was at a weird place yeah it was at the huck finn jubilee Hmm. And we were getting really, really drunk listening to bluegrass music. <laughs> I love bluegrass. And man. we went to the liquor store and we bought a case of tall cans. And me and a, a friend and, and his girlfriend, we were drinking and we, we were we were drinking to, to, to drink. Mm. So we got super shitty. And his girlfriend, and we did I did something to her. And she went to the, uh, splash her beer. She was drinking out of a bottle. Mm. Splash her beer at my face. And she was closer than she imagined. Bah! Right in the tooth. <laughs> I knocked the a part of my tooth out. That would suck. Yeah. So. Uh, she felt like a good friend after that she one. She didn't I give reckon. a shit. Nice. <laughs> she was a wicked woman. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, so it goes. So, and then, uh, so when did you start riding? Um, Harley's was, I think I got my first Harley when I was 30. No, let, well, let's. But I started riding dirt bikes when I was. I, got, I think I got my first dirt bike. Well, I guess I. I had a little Honda trail bike that I used to fuck nice, around in the backyard nice, with. Nice. I wish I still had that. Um, when I was probably like seven, eight years old, yeah. the, uh, the neighbor would help me work on it. I didn't know shit. He knew stuff. I don't, yeah. know if he, I don't know if he really knew stuff. I knew he knew how to yell at his wife a whole lot. I used to hear that a lot. But he, I think he used to work on the carburetor, tune it in for me and stuff. And, and I used to just go in the backyard and try to do wheelies on it. We lived on like a half acre. Cool, cool. And then uh, after that, I got a real dirt bike. I got a quad, I guess, when I was 11, 12, then a dirt bike. Then I rode dirt bikes pretty much all through my teenage years. And then I sold my dirt bike and bought tattoo machines. <laughs> yeah. one. You do have a fair there. amount of tattoos. I got, a, I got like three. <laughs> They're three really big ones. Yeah, they just really, all connect. Really yeah. That's great. Oh, so you did tattooing for a little while? Yeah, long, long time ago, tattooed for a, for a while. Um, that was always like my side hustle or, or yeah, my hustle between things. Worked at a couple shops, nothing crazy. No, nice. I'm, not, I'm never been. I was never really that great. I, I could get down on what I did, and that was about it. You know. Did you ever fun. make a mistake on somebody's tattoo? Like, go, That's wait, 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 Beagle. I thought you said Eagle. 
Well, the part of your job is is to be able to hide mistakes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't control you from moving, but you if you move and the line gets crooked. Yeah. I mean, I never made a mistake like that. Were you one of the the tattoo artists that if uh, if somebody pissed you off, you would put a little penis somewhere in their design? I did this to my friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was no innuendo. I said penis. Yeah. I would or or we would do because I mean, sometimes we would get real drunk when we were tattooing, so I have multiple friends that have like dots, like in weird spots. Right. Just right. we're sitting there and, you know, tattooing his hand and all of a sudden his elbow gets a dot, you know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I have tattoos on me from friends that are really drunk and never have tattoos. <laughs> and they let, I let them tattoo me. So we would do stupid shit. We were, or, or are. Still dumb. <laughs> Real dumb. Real dumb. Just doing new dumb things. You haven't hit 40 yet, so uh, it's okay. I'm surprised I'm even going to make it to 40 at this point. Yeah. How old are you? I'm, I'll be 37 this year. You know what's crazy is you said you were born in Upland, and I was born in Upland, and I'm 37. That's wow. great. When was your birthday, though? July 18th. Oh, mine was the 15th. We were there yeah. at the same time. That's hilarious. Your parents were probably Probably the out. same hospital because there was only crazy. one in Upland. I would, yeah. My parents lived in Ontario, <laughs> and the hospital was in Upland. Like They had to drive all the way down there because at the time, Ontario was just cow pasture. Yeah, yep. you know? yeah man. man what, what if we were switched to birth? That'd be nuts. Do you have a trust fund? because <laughs> no. if you do we were do you, have a bi- do you have a bike shop because <laughs> maybe we were you can have the bills <laughs> you can have the bike shop yeah so you own uh, a great little quaint shop here in riverside we like to refer to as speed king cycles yes yes i own that how's that treating you oh man i, I live the dream every day yeah. you know beyond the bullshit I, I get to play with toys all day long but you started it up in hesperia i started in hesperia um we i was building a 1969 Ironhead. that was my first harley nice um going through a divorce i bought that bike and it and it and i guess my love for harley in general the brand and why i'm so pro harley is because building that bike saved Mike's my sanity and, nice. and, and I kind of feel it saved my life in, a, in from doing stupid shit yeah. going yeah. through a divorce. Um, it wasn't fun. And uh, I quit drinking at that time because I knew it was real bad for me to be drinking. So I smoked a shit ton of cigarettes and I would chew a shit ton of tobacco at the same time. And I was just on a nicotine binge. Yeah. And, uh, and I would just work on that bike. I would get home Friday night from work, um, pick my kids up, have to bring them to my house do whatever dinner whatever and just go in the garage and i had nothing you know it's so funny i was telling a kid at my shop the other day i said when i built my first bike i had um a a corded drill nice right a socket set my workbench was a um in-house uh a uh, bass speaker for your your stereo your uh, your your surround sound for your right, tv right Remember right had that bass speaker be next to the to the tv right. well i punched a hole in the side so i could put a vice clamp on the top nice. and that's what i used to like drill stuff and make shit on mm. i had nothing yeah absolute shit i had to borrow a, a little shitty mig welder from a dude to, to weld my sissy bar up and and i just but you just made it work that's right you just use what you had for mm. choppers is a totally different beast than what we do today yeah um yeah. i'm actually gonna build a chopper though I, oh I, I, step back yeah. Cool. Well, it's going to be weird and people are going to hate me for it, but I'm why do it? Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm going to mix the genres a little bit of what we do now um, okay. compared to what we used to do. Yeah. So, so what I you mean, used to do and what do you do now? Two different beasts. Okay. Totally different. Um, yeah. Now we only touch 
brand new bikes essentially um mm. we you know make them ride super nice we make them ride super fast and and they're super fun and people love them and well and they look pretty fucking good too if i don't yeah the bikes anything. we build for our own shot like personal use we make them look real pretty but mm-hmm. they function very well mm. so they're they may f- have more miles in the van than they do on the street, yeah. unfortunately, because of what we do and how much shows and work we do. But yeah. um, you could jump on them and go anywhere you want and fast. That's yeah. a good idea. I mean, you brought your bike today, so I'm just going to go jump on it and see how fast and far it'll go. No, I'm totally joking. Don't, uh, <laughs> you can ride it. Don't take it above four grand right now, though. So <laughs> in rich. October, and this is how sad, this is what's sad about what I do. I work so much. The I mean, cobbler's son wears no shoes. Yeah, yes. I work seven days a week, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I like what I do, So and I'm a workaholic. So it's all part of it. Um so I we did the top end on that bike in October. And yeah. I don't haven't even hit 500 miles on the top end. That's great. It's so <laughs> sad. Great. I used to ride every fucking day. I remember right. the first my first Dyna I bought when I sold that 69 Ironhead after I built that bike. I bought a Dyna. I was a Dyna wide guy. I was gonna build a chopper out of that. Yeah. And I kind of did like a little pish posh, fucking no money chopper thing. Stupid fucking bike, but. First week I had that bike, my first week of owning the bike, I had I put a thousand miles on it. Perfect. And I would just ride everywhere. And and even when we when we moved into and then after that I had a shovel head. And after that I had my dyno, which I still own today. Yeah. Um and I used to ride every fucking day. And I was like, Man, when I quit my job to do this company full time, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking ride so much. Watch this. Fucking never ride now. It doesn't. I just work. <laughs> I fucking it work all work the out, time. Though. Well, and I and, think that's a hard one. Yeah, and, you know, it's a it's a good trade off, man. I don't I don't punch a clock for somebody I don't fucking like. Yeah, um, I'm not mad when I go home every day. Right, right, right. I, I mean, I, but I just work from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Right. But it's worth it. It's fun. It's I enjoy what I do. So that's a that's the definitely the big trade off for not being able to ride as many miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it would be hard too because I can imagine including myself there's a few of us that might be a bit jealous on how much you get to play and everything that you do every day and still yep. get to pay the bills yeah we definitely get to do some cool shit and, yeah, and this do. year alone i mean we're, what you, what is i don't even know what month it 2000 is. april almost tax aprilish day, yeah. april uh, april fool's day my friend it's april fool's day um <laughs> We, you know, this year alone, it's been crazy already. What has come into our laps, I guess, yeah. or what's fallen into place for us as a company, um, yeah. and where it's going to head this year? It seems like so. It's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, I started this company so it it could help me build motorcycles, and that's yeah. like the real core of it, and that's what I love to do. And uh, I was like, cool, I can make another hundred bucks a month or something to buy a fucking part for my iron head. And now it's all we do, and we build some pretty insane bikes. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm nobody special by any means, but I think what we've done, I, every bike I build, I try to build it on a higher level than the bike before it. Yeah, yeah that's what you yeah. should. Yeah. Do. yeah, and this one is this one we just finished. That's 2018 Lowrider. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't hold it. I didn't. I, did, I pull, kind of pulled out all the my personal stops, I guess you can say, and went pretty intense with it. And and now we're doing an 89 FXR. And uh, Ooh. yeah, that's getting yeah. that's for Amy. That's her bike. Okay. I'm building her a yeah. bike this year, and that's gonna be it's wild though. We got yeah. an S and S V111 already. Um, 
gonna pull the trigger on a Baker six speed transmission. It's got a, a Alley Arts aluminum swing arm. Okay. A Giga cycle, a plus two inverted front end, all Tokiko brakes. Like, it's gonna be a mean son of a bitch. We should step back and talk about the awesomeness known as Amy for a minute. Because I mean, you're Amy? pretty cool. <laughs> But I'm not gonna lie, Amy might be a tad. I know cooler. this is a this interview was a gateway to That's get to right. <laughs> We really just want to interview Amy to get to the meat and potatoes of um, cycles here. Amy is the one responsible for shipping out all your orders. Yeah. Um she I, I don't know if I would be as in the situation as deep as we are without her encouragement, I guess you can say. Amen. There was a pivotal point for this company, and I guess in uh, putting it in the direction that it went in um, years ago, and it was uh, her saying go. Yeah. Um, she's always stood by whatever I've decided to do with this um, and the chaos and the stupid things that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's very supportive and she definitely helps out a lot. Um, she's in this just as heavy as I am. She loves motorcycles for the core of motorcycles, you know. We yeah. both don't get to ride as much as we wish we did. But like today she rode, she's like, uh, she, you know, she pulled her sportster out and she's like, I'm gonna go get a haircut. And I'm like, all right. It was dusty even. Hadn't been ridden in a little while. Mm, so we perfect. wiped it down for her. Cause you know, you gotta look nice. Oh yes. And then she goes and she comes back. And she was gone for a while. I don't know what the fuck she, but she was gone for a minute. And then she comes back. She's like, I almost just kept going. <laughs> 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 so, you know, um, but That's this cool. that, that the FXR is her bike this year. I, I've she puts up with my uh, weird stuff a lot. Well, and you gotta know uh, myself hanging out with you guys as much as I've gotten to whatever the dozen times. You're absolutely right. It's yep. very evident. She's quite awesome. And oh she yeah, does quite she awesome sets up at all the, the shows for me essentially, yeah. or for us, I guess you say. Yeah, she pretty much tears down all the shows while I'm kicker. bullshitting and doing, <laughs> you know. I'm the PR guy. I'm the pretty face, they say, as yeah. I say. Hey, aside from uh, Amy, how many uh, people you got with your, your shop oh. crew? That's it's just it, me and Amy. Just you and yeah. Amy. Wow. You got a lot of good friends, though, that are assisting. We have some you. very good friends that help us. Uh, one of our locals from our, our local riders from here in Riverside, Mr. Clayton Braun. Um, yeah. He works with us like three days a week right now. Um, he's going to, uh, through barber school and stuff, so we're kind of helping each other. I guess cool. you could say he's helped me do things that I, I need some help with right now. And I'm, I'm helping him get through barber school so he can pursue that career. Um, he helps out uh, a really good friend of ours who actually was our, our ordained minister in our wedding last year. Uh, Mr. Ryan Lockridge. Um, nice. He is our uh, videographer. Yeah. Um, filmmaker, editor, um, a good person that I uh, talk to when I'm trying to make stupid mis- uh, stupid decisions, I guess you can say. Right, right. For that, uh, you know, um, encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, he is also my partner in Dyna Days. Mm. So Dyna Days is ran by me and him. If you haven't heard yet, let's hear all about Dyna Days. I know I was there a few months ago. That was some Dyna Days shit. was a brainchild of mine, you can call it. Um, from getting fined for having bike nights at my shop. Okay. Good so excuse. we had the first bike night and it went really well. Yeah. So, and I, and I, so I was like, well, let's have another bike night. And we had I don't know, five vendors set up outside of the shop. Um, a taco guy, I think a hamburger guy and like a coffee person. And then some other, you know, a couple of the vendors that we deal with in the yeah. Southern California area where they're set up too. And, 
Um, we had about 250 people show up. <laughs> and then we had a full stunt show with dyno tuning right, in right. the parking lot. And we have a big, we're, we're in a big parking lot. So we have this big, long back stretch of the parking lot. So um, I got a call. I think it was Tuesday. I think it was the show was on a Saturday. Yeah. I think about Tuesday, the uh, management company called me. Hey. Say, hey. So <laughs> you had that motorcycle party. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And your guys did all the burnouts and stuff all over the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And we have video of it. Okay. Well, I wasn't denying it. Mm-hmm. You owe us. Why didn't oh, they charge geez. me? Well, they first they just told me you're gonna need to recover and restripe that section of the parking lot. <laughs> and that parking lot section's about a, I don't know a good hundred feet long, so it's yeah. not a small section. And, yeah. and ended up costing me like thirty three hundred dollars. Why don't you guys just yeah. burn out in the whole parking lot so it all matches? It's all like yeah, one. Well, you know, like, I mean, it, it eventually color. run you know washes away yeah, right really, after I, like ten years. Love, yeah, and I love how it's your guys and it's your uh-huh. fault for these free Americans yeah. uh, doing what they do. And they like already that. they had me you know they they before I even tried to deny it like we have video of it. Because, you know, <laughs> other security cameras from the other buildings. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I said, all right. And then I tried not to pay it for like multiple months and yeah. like tried to like avoid it and all this stuff. And eventually it was like, look, this is fucking going down. Pay the fucking bill. And I'm like, fuck. All right. So I wrote a check and called it a day. And then Adds up. close after that, um, Ryan was at my shop. Um, we were doing something and Biltwell, some of our friends from Biltwell called me. Hey, let's go to lunch. Okay. And I kind of pitched this idea that I had to do a bigger show instead of, I liked doing the bike nights. So I wanted to do something, but of course I couldn't do it at my shop. So I wanted to do it bigger. And I pitched the idea and they said they would back it and be a sponsor of it. And so I went to, uh, Adam's race cart track, whatever they call yeah. that place. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had been there once. I was down the street from where I was living at the time. And I, uh, I went there for some weed festival. There was like 90 <laughs> weed vendors there. I mean, you were fucking wow. high driving by. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, right. I, I got super high there. Thought the river bottom was on fire. Thought the river bottom was on fire. Didn't know what the hell to think. That's I, I don't smoke a whole lot of weed, so I yeah. went there. And, and But a bunch of the dudes that were on my team were uh, doing stunts on their track for right. the weed event. So I knew they would let us use the track. So I went and talked to them, and they said, yeah. And we then we started putting things in order. This year it's get bigger and we're moved to uh, venues because it's all dirt there and we don't want to be all dirty anymore. It so. was pretty dirty and windy. It's pretty that dirty. Day. It was just you picked the perfect day for the wind you know, to go flying. If we went on, the, on that Anna Saturday instead there. of the Sunday, it would have been beautiful. But. Oh yeah. Well, we still had a good time. It I was mean, a great I, time. It was, I didn't bring a Dyna. I rode a Kawasaki myself yeah, you know, and still had a good time. It's so. it's all it's for everybody. You know, it's a Amen. it's just a it's. It's kind of a more curated event, I feel. Um, I've been to a lot of events. I've done a, we work events all the time. We yeah, do shows all the time. Yeah, That's kind there. of what we do. Yeah. And we kind of curated a little bit more than just letting whoever fucking wants to buy a booth come right. in. Yeah. You know, uh, and and I, it's nothing against any people's businesses or anything like that. But at the core of it, it's a performance-based show. So we try to bring performance vendors there. Right. Um, and we were blown away by the, the I guess, uh, what we received from it. We had S&S cycles came out from Wisconsin, you know, wow. like right. we had vendors from Arizona come out. We had vendors from all over for our very first show that we've ever put on, um, you know, and a super understaffed show. I never worked so hard in my life, I don't think. Mm. So yeah, when, and when and where's the next one? And September 15th, um, 
uh, Paris yeah. Fairgrounds. Yeah. How can somebody get involved if they want to be a part of that, whether it's... Uh, www.dynadays.com. Perfect. Yeah. And, and we are looking for volunteers, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I remember the last one. Yeah. I think uh, This I, one's a little I'm bit more situated movie. already. We've okay. already got... Um, we've we've We already kind of figured it out. I, I just remember hanging around the front door at Dynadays yep. because there was... We were taking all the money. And this one's going to be gated. Me. It's called gated. Yeah. We got everything kind of situated more or less. Um, we worked with the fairgrounds already to staff a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So I, cool. I won't be emptying trash cans and cleaning toilets <laughs> during the event. <laughs> oh, I will really? actually be the MC of this event. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So um, as you can see, I like to talk a lot. It's a big thing to put together, man. It really it's is. It's a lot of work. But it it's really a wonderful is. thing to do for the community. Yeah. So with that can... event, I think with the MotoFam raffle and the yeah. things that we, um, the donations we made after the event was done, I think we ended up raising a total of five thousand dollars for MotoFam. Right. So that right. was uh, that's part of the event too. We we it's not just something to see how much money we can make. Um, it's something that we can do to bring people together and to do something at the end to give back to the community. That's well, you're right. And Mitch does just such a wonderful, you know, and she, she's a good friend. She's a good friend to everybody. Yeah, really. She just does wonderful. Uh, if you don't know what MotoFam is, MotoFam is this wonderful organization that our friend Mitch put together. And uh, she threw it all together with the idea that if you do have a life changing accident, God forbid on your motorcycle, MotoFam will be the one there to make sure things are covered for you, whether it's, uh, you know, getting your bike out or whether it, whatever it may be, MotoFam, they're really those cool people that do that and do everything to give back to the community in the event you're in a life-changing accident. Um, mm. There are smaller accidents we all kind of go through. That That's not what MotoFam's for. MotoFam's there for the really big stuff. Yeah. And so it's very exciting. I know Abate Local 27 uh, has given MotoFam some money um anyways steve you're doing good things congratulations yeah, we try man we try you know at the end of the day it is about the community you know it's uh if we can give back that's what we're going to try to do that's great never heard of anything like that yeah just a real quick thank you from our sponsor bow monster for assisting us and bringing you this podcast find bow monster and his scratch art at bowmonster.com or on facebook or instagram bow monster yeah so uh where do you see yourself in 10 years? That's a hard question to answer. Um, but <laughs> I do have a, uh, something that I really, um, I guess, focused my energy towards to answer that question. And it's a more of, I guess, a quote, and I can't quote it for word for word, but something that always resonates to me in, in the sense of thinking what where I'll be in 10 years or is a, 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 a speech from Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. And it went something like, um, you know, who do you want to be in 10 years? And, you know, he wants to be himself in 10 years. And then 10 years later, like, you know, did you get to yourself, you know, where you want to be? And he's like, no, I'm going to be myself in 10 years. Hmm. You never, it's the point of never achieving. Right, right. You know what I mean? Every day your mark moves every day. So, um, I mean, where I see myself or or who I want to be in 10 years, you know, it's just, you know, hopefully, um, I'm doing what I'm still doing today um, mm-hmm. on a bigger scale, helping in a, in a bigger way. Um, you know, the company has grown or maybe we sold the company. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. going to, we're, we're, and, and I'm working for somebody and we're just still doing cool shit in the motorcycle industry. You know, that's kind of, I'm just about, I, I like motorcycles a lot and I like to keep working with them. Where do you see the industry in 10 years then? Um, that's, 
TBD. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you were um, king of the world, what? what well, would I mean, you I, like to I, see I have some information. I can, you know, I have a theory. Dun, I, mean, dun, dun, dun. I I started in motorcycles and Harley specifically a long time ago. Not just with my first Harley when I was thirty. I mean, so I started working in the Harley industry um, when I was nineteen. I worked at Daytech Center. Daytech Center, uh, for those of you who don't know, some of you will know, was the largest aftermarket Harley frame manufacturer in the United States. And it was located right. in the center of Asperia. Right. And it was over 200 employees that ran 24 hours a day. Yeah. And we made the frames for American Iron Horse. We made the frames for Big Dog. I want to say, and you know, don't quote me, but I believe we made some frames for West Coast Choppers. Like, yeah. we did a lot of stuff, and it was during that time where hard or custom choppers—they called them choppers. These right. were like the big three hundred back tire series choppers. Yeah. Right. Were also one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Right. Um, there was giant money being moved around then, and I don't think we'll ever see that again. But. No. There was a lot of money being moved around then, and, and I've been, you know, I was, I worked at Daytech, um, so I've seen a lot of things change over the years. Um, at the core of it, I just like motorcycles, so I'm open for change, and and I'm getting ready to do something weird that you know is going to be different. I'm going to build another chopper here this year. I think, I think this year, maybe this year, hmm. if not by next year. But I already have a lot of the parts, so. I, right. Probably this year. We, we talked about this a few minutes uh, before we started. So, I'm really excited. To so recently I came across a uh, plus six inverted front end with dual Brembo calipers Yee. on a trade deal that I, you know, worked out with a buddy of mine who wanted a flat track bike that I built and it was just sitting and he paid for half the flat track bike and that front end. That yeah. was the trade. Okay. Well, then I tried to sell it, and then we really bid on it. Plus six is quite a big fucking jump. I know one big. guy that runs this front end on his Dyna. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking tall. So, yeah. and my recently, another friend of mine from Hanford, um, Daryl from Mulberry Street, he has recently bought a Dyna. And, but he's, he's built some really, really awesome choppers over the years. I've known him for a long time now. And he posts a picture of this chopper on his Instagram. And I'm like, fuck, that thing's got the perfect stance. I said, what? What's the specs on that? It's just a craft tech frame, something special, yeah. plus six inver- uh, plus six uh, uh, 39 millimeter front end. Right. I'm like, well, fuck, I got a plus six inverted front end. Yeah. So I'm buying a craft tech frame, and I have an <laughs> Evo motor from the, the the FXR that we're building. Yeah. I'm gonna pull that 80 inch Evo motor, um, and then I'm gonna put her five speed from that FXR. Right. I'm gonna have almost all the parts now. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, so I'm gonna build a rigid chopper, so no rear suspension, with completely overdone front suspension <laughs> and dual disc brakes. And dual disc brakes. <laughs> and I was thinking about going no rear brake just to. See, this is, oh my God, that's great. Well, you're right, because I think that, you know, and you and I can really, let's have a creative argument. I'm not going to lie. Half the time I don't have a front brake. The other half the time, I take the dual off and just run one. Yeah. You know, I, but there seems to be a hip thing on dual front brakes. Yeah. In the, the, in the performance market, like what we do, I mean, I prefer dual disc brakes on the front. I mean, for sure. And you can I do run, nice endos. You can do. I, you can just stop. Yeah. You can go fast, but you know, if you go fast on stock brakes, yeah, it's no fun. 
Man. It's fun when you're going fast, but it's not fun when that car comes up real fucking quick. And try mm-hmm. to stop. Yeah, it. I like to be able to stop just as fast. I like you know as quick as I can accelerate. Okay. You know, okay. even it out. You know, it, a lot of these guys. And, but see, I'm weird though too. I'm not. I'm not your typical performance guy. I think. Um, it's funny because I've been posting pictures of this V111 or this this SNS motor we're putting in the FXR. And it's yeah. a big motor in comparison to what it would have came with an 80 inch compared to a 111 inch. So huge, quite yeah. a bit big difference. And you know, people big are jobs. asking me, well, why didn't you just go with the 143? One, well, we live like, in Southern California. Yeah, it gets a little warm. <laughs> Not only that, where the fuck are we going to use it? You can't use a 143-inch motor splitting lanes on the 91 freeway. No. You just fucking no. can't. I mean, you could fuck it. I guess you could try. But yeah. No, I use my 250 Rebel usually on yeah, the 91 freeway to split lanes. Yeah. Two, that bike's actually for my wife. Yeah. I don't think she needs a 140. No. I don't need a 143-inch motor. No. So I build bikes a little different than most. I don't put the biggest motor in, and I don't put the biggest cam in them. I put a mild cam always. Yeah. I like my cam to actually be in a usable range. Right. Um, so I try to build them, I guess, so they you know, they function. They're functional bikes. Mm. Um so I don't know where I was going with that tangent, actually. No, oh, well, I don't was, even know how it started. I think we were supposed to be like fist fighting and arguing about front brakes, but it worked out pretty well. Didn't <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Back to brakes. Okay. Updated so, brakes. So, Steve, I just bought, hypothetically, I uh-huh. just bought a brand new Dyna. Uh-huh. I bring it to you. What are the first two modifications you do for me when I say, hey, pri- n- no price is too much? What are the first two things you do for me? Oh, well, I mean, if you see, oh. Steve is like that salesman that wants to help you. No, I do no, help no you. salesman. But okay, see, <laughs> this is your bike. What would you do? I only do the best things. stuff on my bikes. Yeah. Okay, so um, I go my all my bikes run inverted front ends, which they're they're pricey, but if you ride them, they're worth it. They're worth it. Um, dual disc brakes on everything. Uh, of course, it's a Harley, so you have to put an exhaust on it. You can't run stock exhaust. That's gross. Mm. <laughs> they, 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 they're, they're like the new bikes the M8s all sound like Priuses yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible that's true but um, it's all about comfort It's I mean form and function is really a true thing uh, so seat bars exhaust intake suspension that's key all those things it sounds like a lot but it's not and I have packages to work with anybody's budget to make it to where that but suspension I think suspension is overlooked a lot of people will do exhaust, and I understand because I do exhaust first too, just because you want to be heard. <laughs> you want it to sound like a Harley. Yeah, yeah. you know it's it, nice when it breathes. I have a brand new 2019 Fab up at the shop, and I'm waiting to pull the fucking pipe off for some other stuff. Um, oh god, to fire that up, it's like <laughs> like it does not sound cool, you know. So, yeah. um, and it it's yeah, that's exhaust is key, but. But a comfortable position and a comfortable riding position and suspension. Suspension is super key because if your wheels aren't staying on the ground like they should, then you're right. not using the power that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, it's setting up a bike proper. Once you have it set up proper, it's a, it's a whole other beast. It's it great. is give and yeah. take, too, I think. Let me think. I'm going to get a little personal. Steve and I might be well-built men compared to others. So yeah. I know it's very important. I'm uh, fat. I'm kind of fat too, brother. So if I know. wasn't so fat, I would just have a fleet of sportsters. <laughs> right, right. But I know like uh, Bell Ray is the only company that makes a 30 weight front fork oil. Yep. And I was fortunate enough to have a buddy who's distributing it. So he sent me a case of it because it's like the only fork oil I can use. I need a fat 30 weight in front. 
And I usually buff everything up and back unless I change it out and make it rigid and just take away all the shock as yep. it were. But even on my rigids, I still, I'll keep the back tire at, you know, 35 PSI or whatever. Some guys go way low. I'm just, I just feel too heavy. And so yeah. I think for guys like you and I, we can really pay attention to that and really hone that in on a motorcycle where for someone like Brian, maybe, who's a very nicely well-built average. <laughs> I weigh about ten if I'm wet. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good on you for that. Um, but it is, uh, it may not be something you notice as well or as much as Steve and I would notice. Yeah, hmm. and 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 that's a weird thing too with suspension because um, in the market that I play in, per se, well said. The people seem to think that the just the most expensive suspension is the best suspension. Yeah. That's not always true either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my biggest thing is I I, I try to be honest with people uh, with when when they call me and they want to ask yeah. talk about talk questions, talk money, talk you know, and what 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 could I buy? Well, the first thing I always ask is what what kind of budget do you want? What do you want to work with? Because yeah. I can find something always generally in your budget. And I, there's certain brands that we don't really sell because they're not that good. Mm. And there's other brands that maybe aren't that popular that are better. Yeah. You know, so it's and that's uh, experience talking. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the biggest thing I think about what we've done or what I guess I've done on my side of the business part is I've actually installed about 90% of the parts on the website mm -hmm. myself. So I actually fuck with bikes. And I, I have, we've had times where we've been filming install videos on a new part and we put it on the bike and it fucking sucks. <laughs> and that video just gets thrown in the vault and we never release it because mm -hmm. I won't release, but we also don't sell it. Right, 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 right. You know, I buy the one. I buy mm -hmm. one and I try it. Right. And I've tried it and it sucks. So I, just, I don't sell it. I don't sell it and I just wasted money. But at least I, I can tell my viewers or on our YouTube channel or I can tell right. our audience on Instagram or the people that call us like, nah, that fucking thing sucks. Well, and we need to talk about all those channels that you do tap. I mean, you've got the video on YouTube. Let's start with your website because your website is just, I've gotten to check it out a few times, how you can actually build the bike on the website. What website is that? that you're, uh, I don't know. What, what website are you talking about? You're talking about your website. I don't have a website. <laughs> um, that's speed-kingcycle.com. That's great. Um, uh, it's, it's all constant uh, work in progress. I do all the website stuff on it, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I just kind of try to do. That's the biggest thing. I don't know what I'm doing ever. No, but you're sticking it do. against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. You're throwing it. And throw darts. I just throw darts Totally. All day. That's how mm. it's done. Yeah. That's great, bro. I just got tired of working for other people. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got, uh, I've seen the videos too. You'll release them on Instagram as well yep. as YouTube. I release them on uh, little teasers on Instagram and then kind of push everybody to go. Actually, you know, Ryan right. is the smart one. He said, why don't you make a video page on your website? So what I do is I embed the video on the website. So, and then the link goes to the website and now the viewers are already on the website so they can easily just click go shop. Mm -hmm. smart guy smart yeah. guy I was just linking him to <laughs> YouTube <laughs> right right but uh you know we still get counted for the view right yeah, that's awesome smart people shit I, right we, there. We, we've done the same with I, well Brian we've done the same with this podcast you can go just on the website and there's a podcast yeah. it'll pop right up yeah I, did, I had to learn how to do that I had to google it and shit after he told me to do it no mm -hmm. I, I get it it is all learning curve but it is nice because you've got um, many products that you make yep. and have made uh, the levers you were just talking about yeah we have uh, we have our own line of products that we make um, and then we also sell 
fuck, I don't even know how many other companies' products. Yeah. And we do reviews and install videos on the other companies' products. And we actually just started doing our own. We've never done our own until this last month. Mm-hmm. That's and we've great. been doing YouTube videos for, I think, almost two years. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. The YouTube cool stuff's cool. I, I love doing the YouTube stuff. That's my most favorite thing. I love creating content. Well, I think it's nice, too. Um, a customer... Uh, could look at the product and go, oh, I can install that. Or yeah. they can go, you know, I'm just going to take this to Steve, have him install it because yeah. he can do it, et cetera. Yeah. And it, it kind of, you know, and it's cool because we actually sell tools. We sell tools right. to get the jobs done. Right. So fork seal drivers and bearing fucking tools and all sorts of shit, you know. We sell all that stuff and, and we do the install videos. And it's for somebody that's half-assed, mechanically inclined like myself, yeah. you know, you can get the Rocking job done. It. And we've actually, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I watched that install video fucking 50 times and I got it done. Fuck yeah. Cool. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Or I watched the install video and it looks fucking insane. So I took it to the shop to have them do it. Cool. <laughs> least cool. you knew. And at That's least fun. you got the views. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least you got the, but at the end of the day, at least you didn't half-ass take it apart and then take tow the bike to the shop. <laughs> right. You know, because that's just a mechanic's that fucking worst dream. Yeah, oh, cool. We're missing this part because this asshole took it halfway apart, you know? like. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, no, I think the YouTube stuff... Um, in, in a sense, it, it helps people. We have a few different series on the YouTube, too. We do the rider profiles yeah. where we just meet up with people, random people, some people I don't know, and we just kind of do a, a once-over on their bike and talk to them and see what they've done to their bike and what their upgrades are and things like that, and people really love those videos, too. Yeah. Well, I think, too, uh, this is a part where I admit, let me think, let me step back a second. So my dad, may he ride in peace, was a salesman. And by that, I mean he was an engineer. He uh, manufactured and designed and engineered thermoforming machines and built them, all the electronics, uh, the programmable control for it. This was all very exciting. But above all, he was someone who really knew how to sell someone something, not because he was trying to sell stuff to make money, because he was real busy trying to make other people happy. And it's great to hang around someone like you and see that in you um, because it is a rarity these days because I'm going to admit to the whole freaking world listening to this podcast I do not own a Dana I know very little <laughs> about Dana I've never given Steve a dollar no, but no, here he is true. hanging out you did give me some bomb though today <laughs> yeah yeah he got some uh, Bob's Road Bomb which uh, is yeah still in the experimental phase but it's, good, it's smelling good and looking good it's an all purpose Road bomb. You need uh, to I get got on that. that. The on ladies the are asking for it. Yeah. Well, I, I really enjoy it. You know, I'll give a quick. I've got sensitive skin. And being out on the road like I do, uh, after a day or two, your skin just doesn't want to have it anymore. Oh. And there's a lot of water-based stuff available, which is cool. But over in Europe, they use mostly oil-based. Mm-hmm. Well, if y'all haven't figured it out, my ancestry might be quite European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay to come out with something that's oil-based. So this is a mixture, oil-based uh, a few simple ingredients, beeswax, mm. white petroleum jelly, uh, coconut Don't oil. Don't give them your recipe. They're going to start making oh, no. themselves. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, the, the recipe as far as quantity is quite secret. There's also some good therapeutic uh, uh, smells and whatnots in there, which is, is there great. Is eucalyptus in there? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little eucalyptus. It's a really good product to have with you if you're doing the ride 1K in a day. Yeah, that's true. You know, we should talk about that. You were number... I was number six. You're number six for old Curtis Morgan's yeah. Ride One K in a day. Awesome. Yeah, I was number six. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Fucking, it was well, fucking gnarly. Where was your path? Like, where'd you go? So, I mean, I'll give you the story. You know, if you, uh, I did a write up. You should go on their website and read it. Ride One K in a day dot com. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to do the write up before the ride. 
because I wrote it with a buddy of mine. He's like, hey, you want to fucking do this? I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we rode. But after I was done, I was inspired to do a write-up. And I think I, I, I don't, I'm not a writer by any means, and I think I wrote the shit out of that thing. Good. Um, yeah. But uh, so a friend of mine, William Vickers, he's a real son of a bitch. Nobody likes him. So that's, everybody knows Our that. Our type of dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. He's moving to like Minnesota or some shit. I'm so happy. Oh. Um, get him out of here. One so time. I'm tired of heck? seeing this guy. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so he calls me, Poor I don't dude. know, I think on a Thursday. What are you doing on Sunday? And it was Mother's Day. My mom doesn't live here. My mom lives in Kansas, so I'm not doing shit. Yeah. You want to go ride a thousand miles on our motorcycles? All right. I'm, okay, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday night, I'm going to pack up the bike and I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll take ibuprofen, a sweater. And like, you know, I don't know what the fuck to take. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. I don't even think he had shared the, the loop or anything. And uh, we met, I, w- I lived in Fullerton at that time. We met um, at a Chevron station on the side of the 57 and gassed up and we took our first pictures and text them to Curtis and we left and we rode uh, through Needles up to Flagstaff, Arizona where it fucking snowed on us for yeah, miles. by the way. Yeah, it <laughs> snowed for miles there. on us. I, I, it was fucked. And we were and we were flying too. We were going and we had we had our Cena headsets. Sure. And so we I knew we were we were hauling ass through that snow and I'm I click in and I'm like, "Hey dude, maybe we should slow down a little bit. You know, we're, I never fucking rode in snow before." <laughs> but it was I'm it was cold. it was hitting your shield and sticking to your shield on your helmet so fucking fast. You could you were just like this. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a fucking human windshield wiper. Yeah, and I'm like, In yeah, there. we should fucking slow down a little bit. He's like, oh yeah, you're right. And we slow down. We're cruising. I look back. I look down at the speedometer. We're fucking doing eighty. <laughs> like, How the fuck fast were we going to begin with? So. I had a buddy that lived in Flagstaff, and I kind of told him, maybe we'll stop by, and we're in the snow, so there's no fucking way. Yeah. We were just like getting get the fuck down this mountain now. So we just jumped back down right as we got to the top and went through to down to Phoenix. Where, then it was hot as shit. Yeah. We had to the shed all our layers off. Yeah. We stopped and had a beer and some lunch. I, don't know, some, I think Applebee's or some shit, you know. Um, jumped back on the bikes, and we went through Yuma and, and all the way back through. through uh, came back out the back way. Some windy, yeah, fucking windy as shit, mountains in San Diego. And then up through San Diego, almost died lane splitting through all the traffic that day. And, yeah. Um, that was actually the worst part, was coming back through San Diego and the lane splitting. On the 15th. Yeah, after, I mean, after riding all fucking day, right, though. I mean, right. that was, at that point, we're 875 miles in or 900 yeah. miles in, and it's like, Fuck. Bodies on fire. Yeah, you know, I mean, I could, we could have kept going. I could have kept going, but I was glad to be home. And we stopped, I think, one last stop in Irvine and got gas. And that was where we split up. And or that was the last time we, you know. Yeah. He lived in uh, he lived in in Huntington area, Fountain Valley, and and I had to go to Fullerton, so we split at that one split. And that's great. Made it home. That's we did great. it in seventeen hours. At that time, it was the fastest one. And then uh, I think somebody's beat us now, but. I, I mean, I don't yeah. even know what number they're up to. But now. they didn't do it in the snow, did they? They didn't do. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people have done it in the snow, yeah, but I know there's we, been a few. Yeah, we I've hit it. fucking every type of weather imaginable yeah. that day. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't just an easy ride. This and we was, fucking. This was May eighth, two thousand sixteen. Just in case yeah, y'all were wondering, was, and I was, somehow I got the date. And <laughs> and that was uh, when I decided that we wanted Speed Kings to be a part of the ride one k in a day and be a sponsor of it. And, and yeah. We we I, to this day I believe we're the only sponsor who's ever ridden it. Yeah. It's pretty good. So That's step up to the good. plate, motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> I you know I 
I kind of, I mean, technically my dad wrote it, but. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are a sponsor um, now, I'm huh? Quite a sponsor. Oh, yeah, he's, he uh, yeah. raffles off one of my books yep, uh, every month. So we're, now we have fun. two sponsors yeah. that have wrote it. Yeah, we'll have to uh, promote promote more to write it. I'm kind of, ex- I was thinking about maybe doing it on my Rebel yeah. this year. That would so be we'll see how I feel. I don't know if I can do Well, and I have done longer races on that Rebel, and that's the only time I've needed ibuprofen. After 600 miles on that Rebel, I'm in so much pain. I oh, I bet. Yeah, so I got a dumb body. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I got a dumb body too. Yeah, my body's How always in pain. Blessed with, blessed with dumb bodies. Stupid I got a crooked shit. foot too. I know yeah. we were talking about that. I got a bolted hip. Yeah, which is I got one leg that's shorter. I got an arm that doesn't go straight. Yeah, I see, probably shouldn't is, ride motorcycles. Well, that's why you should ride. That's why I do ride yeah. them because I don't think I'm supposed to. I started skateboarding again recently. <laughs> oh, you were skateboarding in high school, you mean? Or I skateboarded or? all through junior high. I smoked weed and just skateboarded. That was my story, too. Yeah. 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 That was a, yeah. That's good. I See, got I a never, lot of trouble. Yeah. I had a skateboard, but I, for me, it was always BMX. And I was still fat then. as I'm still fat now. So I was, I was never that good at skateboarding. So then yeah. I, I picked up a video camera. I was the film guy. <laughs> Back know? in the day, it was like VHS. Yeah, I had the big one. I had the big yeah, one. Yeah, nice, nice. And wow. I, I rigged up some crazy editing equipment in the my dad's computer room and, and edited skate videos. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. You wanted to work for Transworld Skateboard Magazine when you were a kid. I don't even know what I wanted to do. Every <laughs> fucking week, I swear I wanted to do something different. Yeah, I was whatever we were into. You know, we moved. I moved. I had a guitar at one point. Wanted to play music. I, I suck at playing music. I can't <laughs> play. I am not music. Really. You know, there's just some people that can pick up that shit. I got, I had this buddy known for a long time. His fucking fingers are giant sausage fingers, and that fucker can just move around that thing like yeah. it's fucking butter. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It doesn't matter how. Yeah, people are I, built. I, I could practice the same fucking song for six years and still don't know how to play it. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I only hold one degree, and it's in music. Yeah. I'm a music snob. I almost had a degree. I once. just wanted to do rock and roll, you know, and but then I. It was guitar, and then it was mandolin, and that's really mm-hmm. what turned me on was playing bluegrass and mandolin. But then the money was bass, so I was playing bass for blues bands and pickup bands all over the place. And yeah. then I ended up uh, getting a degree in uh, vocal music. They wouldn't give me a degree in mandolin, so I had to take a degree in vocal music. You know, so I was like, well, I'll work on that and see how that goes. But here I am wrenching on stuff. With you do that. have the voice of an angel. It does. Yeah, I just got the face for podcasting. It's That's like, a problem. <laughs> it's like listening to Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> I've had some good vocal instructors in my life. That's all I can say. Yeah. What? Uh, how's Mark doing with Rusty Butcher? Mark is killing it. Yeah. He's in Australia right now. He went to Australia yesterday. Today, I don't know. Different that's quite a ride. How does he? Yeah, he, is there he a nice uh, highway between here and he there. He put some inflatable floats on his bike and just nice. fucking made it happen. You know how he does things. Yeah, yeah. And they flew out there with some of the guys from Built. Well, I think they're going to that. What was that? Dirt Days event out there. Huh. Okay. A, a flat track race in Australia. Oh and, sure. Yep. Sure. So he's killing it though. He's a good friend, man. He uh, he's actually the person who said. I said, man, I want to fucking quit my job. He's like, fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I quit my job that day. Right. That was the same fucking day. I just quit my fucking job. People always ask me like, "What? What did? What did you do?" I didn't have any money saved up or anything. I just yeah. quit. I just fucking said, "Fuck this! I'm done." Yeah. And I quit. And then I just worked. I just worked, work, work, work. Yeah. You know, but yeah, fuck. He's what? like, "Yeah, quit." I think that's kind of the mother of invention when you have to get it done. 
that's when it really I think it gets to a point I, I see a lot of companies that I I work with or have worked with and they're all kind of stuck in a rut more or less and I think it comes to a point where either you're fucking doing this or you're not yeah and and you can see the difference in the people that fucking do it oh yeah you know oh, and yeah, it's like time. you know I work so much because I need to fucking eat every day and I need to eat a lot because I'm fat <laughs> so yeah, I like to eat. Mostly yeah. it's coffee and cigarettes for me. You're lucky you gave up smoking. I'm so glad. Congrats on that, too, by the way. Yeah, I'm so glad that's, I don't smoke. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm a little envious. You know what sucks is when you don't smoke? I've, it's been, fuck, five, I think, five years now that I've had any nicotine. I miss Good. chewing more than smoking, but yeah. cigarettes smell so bad now. Really? Until I start I, drinking. After a few beers, they smell real good. But... <laughs> I love. I miss Copenhagen Wintergreen Long Cut. Mm, that's my uh, favorite. Uh, uh, uh. This reminds me of Chew Can right here. <laughs> Bob's yeah. Road Bomb. That's kind of yeah. You that's kind of the. Uh, it's a great package in that regard because yeah. it's it's too fluid. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a great. <laughs> it's a great size package. It's what I've carried around for gosh six eight months. I've yeah. had, and that's just the packaging I prefer. So. That's what we're going to be putting it in. No, no joke. We're going to be selling it and moving it all over the place. I'm pretty excited. I think it's a product that we as riders need. Yep. I know. I use the heck out of it. I have sensitive skin, too, that you talked about. I have... I, I'm I'm also from European descent. Yeah. My aunt, God bless her, she lives in... Uh, in Sun City right here. She's 93 years old. Oh, that's pretty and good. She, she worked for Hitler. Did she? She's like this little tiny German lady. She's so tiny. She can barely hear, but she can sure fucking gamble. She loves going to the <laughs> casino still. That's great. Nine to <laughs> She's three. hilarious. That's but it's great. hard. You go over there. So I go over there for Christmas from time to time. And she's just staring at you, but she can't hear you. But you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. That's great. Yeah, weird. We have a, we, I have a weird family. I don't have much family. All my family's in Germany. Wow. But, and it, and it's, uh, it would have been a cool to like read their memoirs and all that kind of stuff. But, my grandma had just started to write hers before she passed. Mm. And I, got, I found it on her computer. It was only one page in, though. No. It wasn't that exciting. Well, <laughs> and I think that's a big... I know for me, you know, I have so much self-time. For me, wrenching on motorcycles and building on them, it's just... It's great self-time, and it's great oh, excuse yeah. to get out on the road. But sometimes you can't be out on the road, you know, those two hours a night before you got to go to sleep so you can wake up the next day. Anyways, that's where I started writing. Yeah. And I just had to spend that person. I don't watch TV. You can see my TV's in the corner there hooked to the VCR. There's only so many movies. I'm just not. I'm a movie guy. I love movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're cool. I, I, um, I'm weird in that respect that where most people will like do things and listen to music is I'll just turn a movie on and oh, listen okay. to the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've, I've watched, I've had movies that I've watched hundreds of times. Have yeah. you ever thought about like Audible books though? Where they I like Audible take books. Your, yeah, I like Audible That's books. That's my problem. I'm not good at Audible. reading. Uh, I mean, I, I can physically read, not in the, that kind of. I was I'm just telling Amy you were going to read my book to her every night. <laughs> I will. No, no. She's, <laughs> she's up for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do That's like Audible books. I've actually I've been listening to Audible since I was a kid. Funny. Oh, funny back when they were like. Tapes, bro. Cassette yeah. tapes, yeah. Cassette tapes, With yeah. headphones. With the, real chi- headphones. the chime that tells you to turn the yep. page. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I had yeah. the E.T. book. The well, Star and Wars I think book. it all kind of started with Peter and the Wolf. That I have Transformers like on a record still. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Transformers a book on a, rec- on a fucking... Did you ever have a Teddy Rubskin? 
I did have a teddy wrap skin, I for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, my little remember sister. That? Is the teddy bear with the tape? Yeah, I remember. It told yeah. you stories. It was creepy that it talked. Yeah, really. Yeah. Remember that Chucky doll? My put, buddy. Put the, the Slayer... Oh. Put the Slayer tape in that Teddy Rubskin right. and watch him just watch thrash. Him thrash out. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was my little sister. That'd be fun to have. They need to bring that back. My I mean, friend, they're bringing back Chucky, so they may uh, as well bring that thing back. My friend Tony over at Landspeed out in Fenton Valley, he has yeah. a, a Master P doll. You know, the rapper Master P. Master P. You can, like, oh, push it. It's in, the, it's in the case Cash and everything money. still. And you can, like, push something on it. He'll do, like, a little rap for you. Like, that's hilarious. Make him say, uh. <laughs> so fucking funny. That's crazy. He's, he, always, he always has the coolest shit. I love going to his shop. He has, like, a... Um, pin, he, had, he used to have a pinball machine. I think now, right now, he's got that the Harley Davidson one, you know, the arcade with the, you know, the motorcycle controller. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, uh, yeah, an they, they made an arcade. Okay. And, and, yeah, I think he's got one of those right now. Huh. He's always got the weirdest shit. <laughs> Yeah, good for him. Yeah, his, you should go there one day just for yeah, fun. His shop's yeah. really neat. Yeah, he may I've not be there. He's always, out, he's always doing something crazy, but what you can still go in there and look at his shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to do that. I, I, I still have a few cool things, but it's amazing how much, you know, you just you throw away and keep going on. Although uh, I don't mind having the memory of something. It's almost as cool as having yeah. it, but I do have a lot of shit. If you, I'm a collector. I've yeah, always collected. See, I, I've always yeah. collected something. I don't know what I'm collecting right now. I think I'm just collecting anything I can get my hands on. Well, if you're running a business, if you can get in the habit of collecting greenbacks in the business, that does be okay. That's satisfying. Yeah, it is. I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice collection of tattoos. Yeah, but they hurt. I don't like getting those anymore. <laughs> I try yeah. not to get tattoos anymore. Yeah, you're right. They but I have like a lot of unfinished ones, so that sucks. <laughs> and just but, outlines. So, yeah. And I have friends that tattoo, so they like... I have appointments lined up right now I'm not looking forward to you're like an unfinished coloring book I am I am (laughs) good on you right now right now I I got a I got a real big kick for these these C10 trucks right now that's what I'm collecting oh the older ones yeah yeah yeah. my buddy Ross has one I was just looking at last night yeah I have a 64 short bed right now that I'm it's almost done I think and that's the new shop truck did they have a C10 long bed? They did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, his is a long bed. I got yeah. the short bed. But right now, That's I really cool. want a Suburban, a C10 Suburban. Yeah, you can still... You know, as long as the, as long as you're not sold on heaters and air conditioners, like, there are great old cars out there. I yeah. had a 66 convertible Cadillac till a few years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just my only car I had through high school and college. You know, and I don't really... Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, but I see I have a, a car that has an air conditioner, too, if I really feel in that way. Yeah, yeah, it is nice if on the longer trips. Yeah. It doesn't wear you out so much. I've had times where all I had was... My, my car that I used to have was a 1955 Packard 400, which was a two-door hardtop. A six-volt system, probably, too, huh? No, it was, it was it convertible. Was 12, it had okay. actually had a 350 Chevy motor in it. Oh, sure. That's okay. all I had for a few years. That's all I drove. Nice, yeah. nice. But I just recently had a 62 Cadillac four-door uh-huh. 62 series and the air conditioner still worked wow i drove it home from ontario to my wow. house in riverside on the freeway with the windows up and the air conditioning on wow <laughs> yeah because my well my even my 66 cadillac convertible had ac and i got that motor rebuilt twice you know it, and but the i'm sorry the pump i'd get the pump rebuilt yeah. anyways but it and it'd work a few times and crap there'd be something else I'd yeah get it it was always something the truck definitely doesn't crack, have ac there's no ac on the yeah. truck. <laughs> well that's a, there's no ac on motorcycles either no wind wing uh, trucks uh, have wind uh, wings though 
Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right. That's that's that, AC that's right there. That's AC, right. Put a bag of ice in front of it. You're good to go. Yeah, and I remember, too, some of them. I had a 67 Malibu, and it had vents on the floor. Oh. So you can open up that. Oh, that'd be cool. But unfortunately, like, leaves would get stuck in there, so oh, you'd open yeah. them, and the leaves would start flying. That's where you throw your charging. stash if the cops go to pull you yeah. over. Yeah. You yeah. just throw, open the vent, throw hey, it in I only there. did that once, man. We're not supposed to talk about that. Gosh. <laughs> I, what I did was I, I tied my stash to a balloon, and then when the cop pulled me over, I just let it go, and it flew up in the air. You just randomly had a helium balloon in your car? Always carry a helium Always balloon. Always carry. No way. <laughs> what if it's like a week old, and it then it's just going to hover like, what if it hovers right over to the cop? The problem is you had a tank of helium in there, so when the cop came out, well, how can uh, I help you out here? <laughs> no, the cop pulls you no, over and goes, why do you got here? nitrous in here? No, it's helium. Why do you have helium? So that I can make my stash float away from you. <laughs> I did see that, uh, <laughs> I think that was a meme or what do you call it? A short little video. Oh, like a GIF. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny. Now we that. live in the uh, the age of silent film with all this. <laughs> the age of instantaneousness. Yeah. Yeah. Just these short little. Ah, it's ridiculous. Yep, we um, all got a little Nickelodeon on our phone. We just exactly, watch funny tunes exactly. all the time. Yeah. Just a quick thanks from our sponsor, Jake with the Flying Dutchman Co. He's a little busy right now building something called a Boso Zuko. Which in Japanese kind of just means running out of control. But needless to say, he's putting it all together for the hand-built show over in Austin. He's got a few weeks to kill that before it's done. If you haven't got a chance, check him out. Jake Flying Dutchman Co. At Instagram. Yeah, got a YouTube, a few other cool things. So, something about drugs flying away on a balloon. <laughs> that was pretty That well, was kids, pretty bad. If you've never tried it, get drugs, get pulled over. Strap the drugs to a helium balloon and then let it float away. It's the best April Fool's joke, I swear. Go try it right now before um, April Fool's is over. Those drugs are legal now. Well, so you got to get the hard yeah, stuff. Yeah. Get the meth. Yeah. Although meth is a little heavier per ounce. No, but how, how weird is that? Though, <laughs> that oh, right. Marijuana is fucking legal now. It, and it's they just wanted to tax the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. And it's I mean, only it's legal in money, certain ways. I'm really it? looking... For, Ten years from now, it's going to be... Marijuana smokers and tobacco smokers just fist fighting in the street. Um, it's it's, it's such be a nice. trip when you're just driving down the fucking freeway and there's oh. all these weed billboards everywhere. Oh, I yeah. smell it all the time. Oh you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I partake from time to time, and I've definitely got a lot of home deliveries of weird shit. But yeah. I have my card in my pocket. I work for the government. I don't get to touch it. So. It's legal. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, I don't because uh, I don't do good on weed. I'm not a good weed person. Well, when when I grew up, I put childish things aside, so I just stopped smoking. There yeah, you, go. you know, I like, I like the CBD though. Oh, I yeah, do partake good. with the I've CBD. Heard there's some good benefits. It helps yeah. me sleep at night. Like I might need fucking a ton of CBD after all this coffee. I'm sorry. I've been serving you. I've been serving you a lot of coffee tonight. I just promised coffee and good motorcycle parking mm. on the front driveway. I, I, would, so. I would get you into uh, an herbal supplement I use sometimes called Kratom. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I've like uh, tried that melatonin stuff and shit. Oh, no, this is not like that. This is this is related to I've the stayed awake plant. on sleeping pills. You're just hyperactive, aren't you? My you brain's really weird. Have, yeah. i got a real dumb brain. No, no, I've got a similar <laughs> issue. It's, it's hard for me to... If I smoke weed, I get super negative to myself. Like, not... Like, just mentally, like... You're mm. fucking stupid. Like, yeah, that's why I stopped. Yeah, I'm like, I would just go into a hole and it was yeah, no fun it's anymore. Not, it's not. It used to be really fun when yeah. I was like 14. I think once mm. you get older and get responsibilities, then the world gets very scary when you're smoking. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> if people are at home in their own uh, 
whatever. God bless America. Yeah, you can do that. It's not yeah, I'll, me I'll, I'll take you know, I'll hit, on a, hit on a joint like at a party from time. To, I don't go to parties. I'm 37, but like at a yeah. concert. <laughs> I don't know when the last time's at a party. I don't think you're. I don't think we're invited to parties anymore. Yeah, yeah, That's a problem. Yeah, a party. Maybe we should throw our own parties. Of course, yeah, we party probably just ride motorcycles everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Dinah Days will be a good party. I'm looking. Dinah Days to that. is going to come up. Yep, September 15th. What's yeah. uh, What's your next big event? Where are you setting up the booth at? Uh, I don't. What are we got going on? Well, oh, EDR is coming. Oh, that's right. Oh, EDR Mexico, San Felipe. There. That's gonna be fun. What's EDR? Nice. EDR stands for El Diablo Run. Oh, okay. Every uh, other year. Every other year, it's a bi-yearly deal. Yeah. Our good friends over at Biltwell put yeah. this on, and we go to San Felipe for a few days and just fucking party. That's cool. I'm gonna smoke weed there probably. Okay. Nice, That's nice. probably the next time I'll smoke weed too. Last time I smoked uh, some weed there, it was fun. Yeah. But is it? I think it's still illegal in Mexico, even though that's where it all comes from. Well, we smuggle it in. <laughs> yeah, from the United States. smuggle it from the United States. <laughs> and that's not even I a joke. That's, that's, right there. Yeah, that's real sure. talk. Real <laughs> yeah, talk right true. there. Um, uh, a friend of a mutual friend of ours, um, her, she smuggled some in last year. And I said, well, fuck, add that shit to your resume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's now, what... An international, international drug smuggler. Well, then you're smoking it and you're, man, this tastes like shit. And you're like, well, yeah, I had to keister <laughs> that to get <laughs> it over here. Of course <laughs> it's <laughs> going to taste like shit. Yeah, they're, they're not checking you too much going that <laughs> yeah, way. They don't give a shit when no. you take what you take into Mexico. Yeah. They don't care what you're taking in there. They do care what you're bringing out, though. Yeah. It is nice on a motorcycle, though. You get to come out in the medical lane. You just, yep. There are three lanes coming back into the country from Mexico. And two lanes are jam-packed with cars for miles and then there's a medical lane which where do you cross at you go mexico yeah mexico yeah. yeah it's just you know i've, only, I've only been the once i've only done the, last, the two years ago when it was the first edr i went to oh cool um yeah no i was there but yeah. i don't think we i don't think we knew each other i don't then. think we knew each other yeah does that go I was through El Centro? oh yeah yeah okay yeah. i used to live there when i was a little kid uh, yeah it was it's a, it was a shitty ride back that time it was so windy but yeah, well, well and I then was you on got bubble guts on the way back, so mm. bad from the food in Mexico. Yeah, a lot of people did that. <laughs> that uh, I was sick there for a week. With, yeah, I see. I just I, I think it was a lot. We had like fish tacos the last day. We never really like. I'm a, I'm a weird. Once I get to the place that we need to be at, I don't really leave. No, because I start no. drinking. I don't really like to ride when I drink at all. So I just yeah. drink all the time when I'm at places like that. So we walked to one time into San Felipe and had food, but for the most part, that, that last day we just hung out and smoked weed on the beach which was rad i saw yeah. some vultures that was cool you didn't see my buddy <laughs> press walking around naked on the beach did I didn't you see him that, that that's cool day. we that was our one problem our press Miriam, i apologize but yeah he was we woke up and he was wandering around naked on the beach it was kind of an issue you know. he might be built similar to you and i so it wasn't a pretty yeah, side acid's a motherfucker yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i think he just drank too much beer you know i don't drink at all and that was a funny thing probably three or four times people jump on the back of my my KZ and I didn't have the passenger seat, so I just like fold up my fold up my saddle rag and have them sit on that, and I'd take them into town for something because they just thought they were too drunk. First, it was yeah. great. <laughs> it was like the chopper taxi in San Felipe. <laughs> you were like Bob the Mexican Uber motorcycle. Exactly, it was great. <laughs> oh, we had a great time. May is actually a busy month. Though. I don't think I have really much going on in April. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. She handles my schedule now. She just puts them in my phone for me, and I just I just know I work every weekend, so. Yeah. And yeah, the next weekend we got a stuff. wedding to go to. That's um, good. Yep. And I think April's pretty open, but May we got EDR. Yeah. First and then I the think. Vegas bike and car swap. First one. Oh, okay. So make sure that in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, a bike and car swap meet. Let me pull the date for that one. 
That's a big deal because that's the first one, and it's going to be like a buy a twice a year kind of deal right now. Yeah. So that's on uh, May nineteenth. Um, West Wind Drive-In, 4150 West Gary Avenue, North Las Vegas. Yeah. So that'll be a, we'll be doing there. Then we got, um, right after that, we got Born Free. Yeah. yeah. Born Free is going to be a big one. You're going to have a big booth there for we, Dino Days too, right? We'll have a booth there for Dino Days. I'm going to have a booth there for Speed Kings. Yeah, that's pretty good. What else? There's another, but that's June. So what else is going on in May? There's something else in May. There's something the weekend after. Yeah, I think, I know I'm going down to Bisbee myself. May. I like that show, The Howlin' Prowlin' May. Oh, no, that's a personal thing. Punk rock, <laughs> punk rock bowling. Oh, punk oh, rock bowling. Yeah, always we go to cool. punk rock bowling. Or, or those old people that sit in the back of the concert now. <laughs> Not the young people that sit in the mosh pit. Dude, that was the last punk show I went to over at um, you know the, the Riverside Theater here. And I went, my little brother's like, dude, let's go to a punk show like we used to. But this time I'm buying your ticket because I have a J-O-B now. I'm like, sure, little brother, let's go. And of course, the ticket was like forty or fifty bucks, yeah, but whatever. I think it was no FX was. And I'm cruising around. I ran into like ten old high school buddies. My neighbor, like, I'm Everybody's like, what there. are you doing here? You're middle aged, and my neighbor's this life is, is moshing. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, this Ever is since that. the showcase yeah. shut down in Corona, right, <laughs> right. Once he's out, went out of business. Now we're all looking for punk shows yeah. to go to. Yeah. I go to country concert. I think more than punk shows. Oh, do you? Well, I, I, I got. I could go see Dwight Yoakam every mm. year. So I already got tickets for July. You go to Stagecoach? Nope, never been to Stagecoach. The only festival no. thing I do is the punk rock bowling. And even that's getting weird now that it's like super... I I don't. I started going to it, I think, six or seven years ago. So I haven't even been going as long as a lot of my friends have been going for a lot longer. Wait till you're 40. You'll feel even weirder, my friend. Well, <laughs> even the last year, I think we skipped a year, maybe two years in between doing business shit and... uh we went last year. Now it's like Monster Energy's a sponsor and like mm, all these sense. really super big companies. And it's like, this is weird now. It's like in a yeah. nice place. It's like yeah. not in a fucking <laughs> shitty fucking gravel filled parking lot. You know, right, it's like, right. like the opposite of punk rock. It really is. And it was kind of odd. And, you know, but it was cool because the a beer line, there was like this one beer lady right at the opening of the beer uh, garden thing. And nobody was going to her. So I would just walked up and got beers the whole time. That's what cool. was her pro- why was there, was she I think they thought she was like not selling the beers huh but uh, she was just set up just like everybody else I don't know okay. it was awesome for me there was lines and I was just like doo, 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 doo. right she was probably like a marching man parent yeah. or something yeah well everybody went to the bartender for... with the boobs yeah they didn't bother with the true. old lady but you know it was a three day event and I swear we saw three hours of show that was it we, that's, we would just go and see one band each day okay and then we would leave and then we would I don't even that's how you just, know you're old yeah, go to a getting, festival for like one. Band. We went to Music just recently. That Music in Orange County. It's like a, a tattoo car show music festival. Cool. We got tickets for Sunday to see one band. We saw Anti Flag and left. We were gone, but the sun was still out. Nice. We went to El Ranchito. It's a good <laughs> excuse to ride, though. I've shown up to a few like events in the desert or Joshua Lake Joshua Tree or something, and I'm the only like Harley for miles. You yep. know, the only Kawasaki for miles. It's great. Mm. That's yeah. It's uh, I don't. You're, I'm definitely getting old, and I, I find myself drinking less. Oh yeah, you can't. I know. Yesterday, I, I you know, I, I don't really drink, but I had a beer with dinner yesterday, Sunday night, whatever hanging out, eating some good Mexican food. And I felt it all day today. And I just thought, I just can't drink it all anymore. I had anymore. 11 beers I yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, wait but till I'm you're drinking less, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get drunk. 
11 oh. Modelo's later and I was still sober. You're like, yeah. the week before I had 24 beers. I only had 11 the other yeah. day. Of course, they were tall cans. Right. So that's about the same amount. It's, it's weird. I've always been able to drink a lot, a lot of beer, but I haven't gotten drunk this year at all, which is oh. odd for me. Mm. And but it's just because we're so fucking busy. I don't want to be hung over no, the shop. No, you can't. Yeah, that's it. You well, know. look, if you ever want to go to meetings, I might know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all might know somebody. I thought this was a meeting. <laughs> that's right. Coffee. We're talking. This is a fucking meeting. My name is Bob, and I have a motorcycle addiction. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bob. Hi. <laughs> I'd like to share today, stating that uh, it's been a good two and a half hours since I've touched a motorcycle, and I can really feel it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Progress, not perfection, my friend. Yep. Uh, one one day at a time, maybe one minute at a time. Who knows? But what I do know is the motorcycle addiction is okay. That's why I don't mind. You know, motorcycles aren't girlfriends. You can have several of them. You it's can. not a big deal. I have. I enjoy that. I just bought another one today, actually. Uh oh. So I have one motorcycle or girlfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I think my wife would get mad if I had a girlfriend. Yeah, she might. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll try one to see what happens. <laughs> that, yeah, you never know. You never you know until you try. Um, so I have one, see, one, two. Had to ask for forgiveness and permission. Three, Is that how it works when you're married? I'm four. not married anymore. <laughs> I have six motorcycles right now. Well done. Yeah, but two of them are just, two are projects that are going to get sold. Yeah. And then so four keepers, four lifetimers. Cause That's good. Most of the ones we build are just stay with us. We don't, we don't try to sell them. Well, I think it's hard, too. I've got... 26 yeah, <laughs> projects. But I've got one that I've sold twice and it keeps coming back. <laughs> That's cool. And I blew the, the head gasket bike. on it. Yeah, I, it just keeps coming back. I blew the head gasket on it a few months ago and it's impossible to get parts for it. It's a 2000 Honda VT1100, you know, of all things. A great V twin, water cool, blah, blah, blah. But trying to get parts is I spent $300 buying every gasket needed for that effing engine to break it down. and Oh, what it's worth it. The bike yeah. keeps coming back. It's a ratchet yeah. scoot. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep moving, you know, going with it. Yeah. So what what do you do? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know, I I would collect I would have a bunch of motorcycles, a bunch more. I've actually so recently sold a few. So I had more, but I bought one today. <laughs> Getting better. Yeah. <laughs> oh we are we're still doing the meeting, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting better. It kind of is like that though. It's kind of a it is definitely an addiction. Uh, people <laughs> It's a. Uh, it's hard. I got guys that I work with or not work with, but I, I work with as far as you know. They're bringing our, their bikes to our shop or whatever to help them out on uh, buying parts. And it's like, this is my first Harley, and some of them are even in, you know in their thirties. My first Harley, you know, I want to do things to it. Oh, how much is this? Five hundred bucks. How much is this? Five hundred bucks. Five hundred. You know, everything's. It, it's expensive to have a Harley, yeah. especially yeah. Uh, you know when you're looking to do the things that we do to them. Right. I mean, um, so it's expensive and people don't realize. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, it keeps you off drugs. That's you right. ain't doing no more you drugs. Ain't doing no more, Can't yeah. do both. Can't yeah. do drugs and Harleys. There's no prostitutions, no, no hookers, no drugs. No, yeah, you ain't got the money. You just save up enough money for gas because after all the upgrades, you want to ride it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, that's, how, yeah, and that's how I look at it. You can find me two places. I'm either in the backyard wrenching on something or I'm out on the highway. And for me, I think it's always been... I think a lot of people, the road calls to them. Oh, yeah. And I get it. The road calls to me, I'm but... S- I'm ready for a trip. But when you, like, get to put the motorcycle back together yourself and get to do all that yourself, and the reward is you get to answer the call of the road because of all the wrenching yep. you've done on your own scoot. You know? The oh, call yeah. of the road sounds like a really good book or chapter name. 
Yeah, yeah, you're. You know, I don't name my. Do you name your chapters, Brian? Brian's a published author. Do you name your chapters? <laughs> yeah, really? actually, I don't. It's I just very difficult. It's something you have to do afterwards, and usually, yeah, I have better luck if I give it to somebody else to name because oh, they'll okay. they'll find a theme in the nice whole thing, editor. and they'll be and. I remember one guy, he read my stuff and he's all, you should call this one Begrudging Prelude. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but yes, that is what the chapter is called, Begrudging Prelude. Oh, That's take exactly it. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. If it sells books, do it. I think I'm too immature to name stuff. Did you see that one poll or whatever? They let the people name the boat or something, a boat. Oh, oh yeah, Bodie yeah, yeah. McBoatface. Yeah, yeah, Bodie yeah. McBoatface. That's what it been. I would have been. Yeah. Mine would have said like Bodie McFucking Boatface. Though. Exactly. <laughs> I can't do shit. Fart. No, I don't name anything either. Yeah. Although, well, when you get to chapter 27 in my book, you'll. That's where it's all revealed. Hey, I'm on chapter one right now. That's pretty good. I'm getting there. Moving forward. I opened the book. The dogs haven't eaten it yet. So. <laughs> no, they're not much into reading. Lately, yeah. they've been into boxes. They've been laying inside boxes. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. I got to tell the story. I got an email uh, from someone who had purchased my book, and I think he purchased it on my website. Anyway, so he he sent me this picture of this book, and he goes, hey, do you have dogs? Because my female... That's a big dog. I forget. Uh, she just ripped the heck out of your book. And this book is, I posted a picture of it. It's just, what a compliment. This dog just ate the crap out of the top pages of the book. And of course I was, you know, well, would you like, can I send you another one? <laughs> you know, complimentary. He goes, no, no, it's still legible. I just say, oh, okay. <laughs> I've oh my seen God. it. It looked like my fifth grade algebra. Homework. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. good. Had, when I was a kid, we had goats. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they ate everything. They ate my my homework, literally, no joke. Come running they come the in the house, house. yeah. You just know. grab what they want. And uh, <laughs> they, you know, goats eat fucking paper. They love paper. They eat everything. They eat everything. Eat yeah. Tin cans. So I remember so I was much. sitting there on the kitchen, or not the kitchen. It was like a, you know the, the dining or the little coffee table deal doing my homework. That goat just came up and ate like half of my homework. Hmm. So I just wrote with an arrow. Fucking go eat my home. <laughs> <laughs> fucking point right there. I mean, what do you? It's the truth. What are you gonna do? What yeah. are you gonna and do? I turned it in as is. Uh, oh, that's classic. That's great. Well, we uh, do appreciate you being here in Riverside, providing all the good services you do to the riding community, Mister yeah. Steve Edgar. Uh, you got that great group of guys you hang out with that enjoy uh, blowing front forks on the dinas too, right? They, they, their front forks are usually good because they're always in the air. Yeah, they don't that's go. True. They don't. They don't even. See, go. My, every time I lift the front end up, I after I just their, blow their front tire has got ten miles on it while they're because <laughs> they're always up. <laughs> really, so they only look for back tire guys, sponsors. Yeah, right. <laughs> So where can we uh, where can we contact you on Instagram? Just direct message you if we. Uh, yeah, Instagram. You can DM me. Slide into the DMs at a uh, Instagram name is at Speed Kings underscore Cycle. Yeah, and the uh, logo is a uh, is the eyeball with a triangle. Yeah. Very cool logo. Thank so if you. you're looking it up, that's what you look for. Yep, and then you can email us info at speed kingscycle dot com or go to the website. You can go to the YouTube channel. You can go wherever. You can pretty much just Google SpeedKingCycle.com or SpeedKingCycle, and you're going to find us one way or another. Cool. I did call the other. I Googled you and called, and you answered. I did answer. I was like, oh, is this? Well, Steve answered. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> only person who answers the phone. So if the phone, yeah. if the phone doesn't get answered, I'm not there. I have grease on my hands. Yeah, <laughs> it, is hard to, yeah. it is hard to do that. So the benefit of this bomb, too, is if you happen to put it on before you start wrenching and getting greasy... 
it enables the grease to wash off or slide off your hands a little easier when you do wash it. So that's a huge a benefit. self-sponsorship yeah. right there. Yeah. But I've, I, seriously, I use this stuff for just a thousand and one different things. So it's all on the website. I think I've only got 27 things Bob's I use right bomb. now. It's I'm like WD-40 almost. Exactly. A little yeah. bit for everything. Do you know what WD-40 stands for? Yeah, water displacement 40th recipe. Yep. Yes, I'm yep. a nerd. I learned that a few years ago too. I I like to I like to know what that stands for. Oh well, my dad told me so. I, guess uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I heard you can drink I mean. it. Uh, well, I know I fish like it. it. There's a lot of fish oil, so fishies kind of dig it. Yeah, I heard it's, it's like kind of it's kind of like an all natural thing that you can drink. Right. I mean, it's not they not really? recommended to drink, but no, I heard that you no. can drink it yeah. and not die. I can't I can't get my omega three fatty acids from WD forty. No, but there are some really good lubricants. <laughs> yeah, working where I work, I've got. It. <laughs> Where are we going well with done. this? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually use, you know, for all the door and lock repair that I do at work, I use a lubricant that is food grade. I.e., it can go on your breakfast cereal. It's non-conductive and it works really well. It's called that's called Triflo, but that's how it's listed. That's what I got to use where I work. So. Huh. so Bob uses Triflo in a cereal instead of milk. I learned that today. Or syrup, a syrup maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah, triflo syrup, syrup mm. on the pancakes. <laughs> uh, nah, it uh, you know it, it's out there. It can go all natural. Now, obviously, Bob's Road Balm I would not recommend putting in your mouth, but you, you put on your lips. In, oh yeah, big time. So then it goes in your mouth. Well, eventually. And you don't well, don't recommend eat. my. I remember when I was a kid, my my friend's uncle used to like eat chapstick. Oh yeah, that's a big. Well, he used to have like the the can like that with yeah. like watermelon flavored. You know, he would just like scoop it. Well, he used to have like what is it, yeah. paraben or paraffin? Paraffin wax. Yeah, yeah, so that was kind of addictive. Oh, you? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, maybe, oh, yeah. He was. Yeah. Now, now it's starting to come back. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes a little bit more sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they've got a few, and uh, no, there's not. That's just a cosmetic grade beeswax. Anyways, I needed this product. I made this product. I'll be using the heck out of this product. We're looking forward to getting the artwork what, finished. What are you on. calling this product? Bob's Road Balm. Bob's Road Balm. Yeah, and I give a bunch you of reasons. You heard it here that, first. Yeah, I give a bunch of reasons what Bob uses it for and why he yep. uses it. So if you want to get some of Bob's Road Balm, you can check us out. Email us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at gmail.com. Uh, cheers or jeers. Got any questions, comments, concerns? Let us know. You can also find uh, us at American Roadrunner thebook.com and of course anywhere you listen to podcasts at American Roadrunner is that right? That's about it Instagram, Facebook we're on it check us out don't forget we're really excited about people sharing stories with us we're going to start putting together a little bit different campaign I'm excited to announce soon enough but the answer is you enjoy writing you enjoy riding on two wheels put it together feel free to share with us because we're about to do some pretty cool things with short stories from people who ride yeah mr steve edgar thanks for being here with us speed king cycles we appreciate your friendship and appreciate you spending some quality time with us this evening here at the flying marshall laboratory yep thanks for having me it was fun good shit brother in case you haven't noticed intro and outro music by one meek this is off their album red sprite lightning enjoy here we are American Roadrunner Podcast. Be good people. Bye.